This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. We are starting a new series today. It's entitled Dear Church, and it's based on Revelation chapters 1 to 3, and we're looking at Christ's letters to the church, to the seven churches in Asia Minor. But chapter 1 really focuses in on the revelation of who Jesus is. And we're going to look at the greatness of Christ revealed. The greatness of Christ revealed in Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 to 20. If you'll turn in your Bible, I'm going to read this section out loud. And notice verse 3. It says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. This is a promise from God saying that we're blessed when we read it and obey it, and let's do that right now. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart, what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from him who was and who is and who is to come, from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve as God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. 
And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among them, the lampstands, was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Please speak to us as we look more intently at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. The greatness of Christ revealed. How great is our Lord Jesus the Christ? Remember that Jesus Christ is not a first name and a surname. His first name isn't Jesus and his last name isn't Christ from the Christ family. The name Christ is a title, meaning anointed one. So he is Jesus, the one who saves us from our sins, and he is Christ, or Messiah, the Anointed One of God. So how great is our Lord Jesus, who is known as the Christ? Well, first of all, Christ is God. Secondly, Christ is the ultimate prophet, priest, and king. Third, Christ is our Savior and Redeemer. Christ is coming again. Christ is all-knowing and all-powerful. Christ is glorified. Christ has all authority. Let's look at this passage, Revelation chapter 1, and see how this all comes together. First of all, Christ is God. It says in Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, grace and peace to you from. Now notice the word from, because it's going to be repeated three times, representing each member of the Godhead, the Trinity. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. That's God the Father. And from the seven spirits before his throne. That's the Holy Spirit. Not that he's in the form of seven spirits, but the number seven is the number of completion and perfection. The Holy Spirit is full of sevenfold wisdom before God. And notice third, from Jesus Christ. So we believe in the Trinity. The Bible teaches the Trinity, although it doesn't mention the word Trinity. The concept is very clear. We love and worship and serve one God, and he expresses himself in three persons. Now notice verse 8. These are the words of Jesus himself. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So Jesus himself is claiming to be God. 
And he is using the same description as God the Father that was mentioned in verse 4. Do you see that God the Father is mentioned as the one who is and who was and who is to come? And Jesus says, I am the one who is and who was and who is to come. But notice that verse 8 mentions that Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But it says that he's the Lord God. Kurios is Lord, Lord of all. And it also says he's the Almighty. Right now, what we need to do is recognize Jesus is God. He's not just a mere man. He's not someone who was a martyr for a good cause. He was not a good teacher. God does not leave us the option of thinking of Jesus any less than fully God. Second, Christ is the prophet, priest, and king. The ultimate prophet, priest, and king. Revelation 1.5 says, And from Jesus Christ, who is number one, the faithful witness. That's what a prophet is. Even when people don't want to hear what a prophet has to say regarding judgment, uh, the prophet was a faithful witness. And the word witness means martyr, one as unto death. And he was faithful to God as a faithful witness, that is a prophet. He was the firstborn from the dead. And in that role, he is the perfect priest. Jesus, as it says in Corinthians, is the first fruits of the harvest to come. When a farmer was working the fields, uh, he would see the first fruits of the field. And that was the symbol that the rest of the harvest is going to come. Jesus is the first fruits because he rose from the dead never to die again. And we who trust in him will rise from the dead and we will never die again. So Jesus is the firstborn from the dead in that regard. It wasn't because he had a birthday when he did not exist. He was and is and is to come. Always existed. He is eternal. And he is the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the king. Jesus is the ultimate prophet, priest, and king. So the whole Bible speaks about three roles that you had to be anointed in order to do. You had to be anointed to be a prophet. You had to be anointed to be a priest. You had to be anointed to be a king. And Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. He's the perfect prophet, priest, and king. Christ is great because <clears throat> he is our Savior and Redeemer. Revelation chapter 1, verses 5b and 6, John breaks out in a praise and doxology to the Lord Jesus, he says, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So John, even thinking about the greatness of Christ, remembers how much Christ loves us, that he should go to the cross how he paid for our sins, his blood was shed so that our sins could be washed away and we could be forgiven. But it doesn't stop with just he saved us, he redeemed us. That is, he gave us a purpose for life. We are part of his kingdom and we are priests to declare the works of God, the people, and to serve our God and our, and fa our Father and glorify him forever.
Christ is our Savior and our Redeemer. Fifth, Christ is coming again. Revelation 1.7, look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him, so shall it be, amen. This is speaking specifically of when Christ's feet touch the Mount of Olives, and the Mount of Olives separates uh, east to west, and those who pierced him, that is the Jews who um, were responsible for his death, will see Christ and come to faith in Christ. Christ is coming again with the clouds. And they're not just clouds, they're the Shekinah glory of God. And this is a great description of Jesus. Next, Christ is all-knowing and all-powerful. When he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, those are the A and the Z equivalents of the Greek alphabet. So for Jesus to say, I am the first letter and I am the last letter of the Greek alphabet is to say, I know the end from the beginning. Aren't you glad? The Lord knows the end from the beginning. He's all-knowing and he's the Almighty. He is all-powerful. We praise Christ for being all-knowing and all-powerful. Now here is when we come to a description of Christ in his current state. Remember, when he came to earth, he laid aside his glory and became a human being. And when he was on earth, he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he was transformed before their eyes. We know that as the transfiguration. And he shone with that glory as uh, Moses and Elijah were talking with him. So Christ is glorified in a glorified state now, and we read about that in Revelation 1, 13 to 16. Among the lampstands, which is the churches, was someone like a son of man. The term son of man was used by Daniel, and it was often used by Jesus to describe himself as the, uh, the Messiah, as the one who's coming back on the clouds. He's dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. And in his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance." Now, what this represents is his head and hair represents his holiness. His eyes of flame represent his all-knowingness. His feet, brownished brass, represents disciplining sin in the church. His voice, like rushing waters, represents his authority. And his right hand, the control of church leaders, as he's holding those seven stars. And then the, his mouth, judgment on church's enemies with the sword. Um, and then his countenance, his face, shining like the sun, representing glory. Jesus is glorified. He sits at the right hand of God the Father. He is glorified. He is uh, fully God. And finally, Christ has all authority. In Revelation 1, 17b and 18, 
he says to John, who's on the island of Patmos in exile, he says to him, do not be afraid. You see, John saw Jesus and fell on his face as if dead. He fainted away when he saw Jesus because he saw his holiness and his glory and thought he was going to die. But Jesus says, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead and now, look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Jesus has all authority. Now, it's very important for us as we start the book of Revelation, as we're going to look at the seven churches, to establish the greatness of Christ in our minds and in our hearts. Because this letter was written to Christians who were being persecuted. They were suffering for Christ. And for them to know how great Christ is was very important. And it's very important for us to know that Jesus Christ is God, to know that he is the, the fulfillment of all the prophets, priests, and kings in the Bible as the perfect prophet, priest, and king, to know that he's our Savior, that he loves us, and he shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, and he made us into a kingdom and priest to serve our God is a wonderful thing. And to know that he's coming again, and the suffering in this world will not continue, and to know that he will make all things right is a wonderful comf comf consolation. And then to know that Christ is all-knowing and all-powerful, he's the Alpha, the Omega, he's all, the Almighty, that he's glorified in, in his appearance, and that he has all authority. The people in John's day were wondering what's going to happen. What's going to happen next? You know the song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow? Because Jesus Christ lives and we know him, we can trust him. And because we can trust him, we can face tomorrow. Because God is in control. If we ever feel that God's out of control or he's, we, he doesn't know what he's doing, then we feel insecure and we feel vulnerable. But to know that God is in control, that he's sovereign, he has a plan, and this plan is heading somewhere, and it culminates in the establishment of his kingdom, is a great comfort to all of us, no matter what we're going through in life. So he has every right to address the church and to speak words of commendation, and in some cases, words of correction to churches that are that have lost their way. And he will do that. And we're going to go through that starting next Sunday. We'll talk about the church at Ephesus. So don't want to miss that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bow before the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you and praise you, Jesus, that you are God, that you are the prophet, the priest, the king. You are our Savior and Redeemer. We look forward to your coming again. We praise you as all-knowing and all-powerful. We see you as glorified. You have all authority. And we look forward to what you want to say to the church today. Help us to listen to you and to obey, to follow you and to serve you and to be a witness for you 
Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful book of Revelation and how it reveals you, Jesus. You are great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.